All right, here we are again for another episode of The Voice in the Valley. Sitting across the table with me is the very Ethan Smith, the one, the only. There's no other one like him. I think I have way less credibility than the most <laughs> other people who have spoken on this podcast. But Hey, you know what? The cool thing about having you on today, Ethan, is... Um, Ethan does a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff here at College Street uh, with the podcast, the online, the worship team. He is one of the most talented musicians I've ever met, Aww. can play every single instrument. That is no lie. He probably plays instruments you haven't even heard of. Um, I think the first time that we connected that I first got to know you were, what, 14? 13. 13. Yeah. And when did you start playing on the worship team out in Okotoks, 13. Alberta, Canada? 13 years old. Yeah. So, Ethan, I would just love the listeners to hear a little bit of your heart, how you came to be a part of the College Street uh, worship team, the College Street worship band, and a little bit of uh, behind the scenes. But if we can just, you know, we know that we have a variety of listeners that listen to this, mm-hmm. and... Um, I'm sure there's a lot of other younger listeners out there that are listening right now and wondering, how do I get to a point Mm -hmm. where you're at today, where you know you're helping release some of the uh, top Christian um, songs in this, well, in that genre that have come out? How many number ones have we had now? Oh, I I don't remember. I think there's at least three number ones that you've been a part of. Um, it's also ranked in the top 10 on Christian radio. Um, the last one, I believe, by College Street Worship was Heaven in My Heart. Warriors. Warriors, what you released. That's right. Did yes. that one also rank in the top 10 on Christian radio? That one was a little more interesting than the other stuff. Okay. So. Well, let's, hey, let's start there. Why don't, before we hear a little bit about your background, since we went there, tell us a little bit of uh, your perspective on how the song Warriors came to be, how that was a collaboration with the band, and what part did you have to play in that song? Oh, well, um, truly most of the songs start with Pastor Rudy and uh, usually a short idea that he has. Usually it either comes out of a moment where he's listening to you preach or he's just at home writing, and he had this... I like to say a diddle. <laughs> That's usually what I say. <laughs> yeah, come and on. And he had this short little clip um, of a song, and it was talking about that we're the warriors, we're the lions, and like a really encouraging song. And I remember just like looking at him and going, like, we can like go somewhere really intense with this, or come we on. can play it safe. And he's like, we're not playing it safe. Woo! So come on, and the risk was worth the reward. Oh, definitely. I love that song so much. Um, truthfully, I played every instrument but uh in the final recording we had the rest of the band play it so i was a big part of the production process of it as in getting the demo and then we brought in the rest of the team and let them play on it which was a lot of fun just to sit in the studio with the other band members and hear them play so come on yeah so um for those uh, those of us, uh, those are listeners that maybe they want to pause for a moment. Okay, this song, Warriors, they've never heard it. Where do they find it? Where do they go to search it? So on all streaming platforms, it's underneath College Street Worship. All right. Uh, it's Warriors, all capitals, and it's pretty hard to miss. Uh, 
The album art was also done by Pastor Rudy. It, for the people who are really trying to find it, it's the one with the lion claw marks in it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't miss it. Come Can't on. miss it. No. Good stuff. Good stuff. Really, not to just throw that plug in there, but I, I know that when I'm listening to something, I hear something. I'm like, hey, I've never heard of this. I want to hear it. If you want to pause for a moment and you want to go to any of those platforms, uh, mm-hmm. iTunes, Spotify, uh, where else is it on? Pretty much all of them. But I don't, you could probably Google it and you're going to find it. Oh, it's on YouTube too. College, yep. YouTube, search College Street Worship. Again, the song is Warriors. Okay, so so back to the song. What made this song so much different than all the other songs that you guys have released? Like you said, it was, you know, we're not going to play it safe on this one. We're going to take a risk. What's so different about this song for those that are listening that haven't heard the other college street uh worship songs i think the one thing i can just say is it's really heavy it's heavy it goes hard okay um i think the one thing we always felt about that song was that a lot of worship music nowadays is very consumer friendly very easy Mm -hmm. and i remember someone quoting this and they said that when we're praising god the utmost high of everything um a lot of people kind of the product that they produce is just, eh. hmm. but it's like, we're here for Jesus. Come on. Like it's not, it's not Jesus. It's Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like, and so we just wanted to like that passion to come mm, through. To translate through and the song. I was playing, oh, I was playing guitar one day and I came up with this riff and I was just like, Jesus. Like that was what wow. I felt internally. And that's wow. what we wanted that song to speak the whole way through. Wow. And I guess to go further than that is the concept of the song was that I feel like a lot of songs we've written are very reactionary to the Mm -hmm. times. So Heaven in My Heart was like anti-abortion and it was Mm -hmm. covering that every child matters and that we're created in the image of Christ. And Warriors was this concept of false prophets Mm -hmm. and that... It said, the bridge says, we won't wage war against flesh or for blood. Yeah. We serve a king who has already won. Yeah, come on. So we, we're we not going to stand against those people who are speaking against God mm. or trying to speak for God when mm-hmm. it's not the truth. Come so on. That yeah. was a big... Yeah. <laughs> that's good. No, that's good stuff. Give it, Thanks for giving us insight into that. You know, um, I think what's beautiful, too, about the songs that you guys write, one, that they're biblical base. They're God's word. Mm-hmm. It's God's truth. Um, they're definitely spirit led. You mm-hmm. know, you can tell 100%. these these songs are not just spirit inspired. Yeah. They're spirit led, if you know what I'm saying. Every step of the way. And the other thing that I love about it is it reflects our culture because if if you haven't had the chance to come be a part of the College Street Victory experience, even the victory movement it's a movement that is based on taking risks, mm-hmm. a movement that isn't afraid to to do different, you know, yeah. to reach anybody by any available means necessary with the gospel. That's literally in our vision. Short you know? of sin. Anything short of sin, that's right. <laughs> and uh, I, I love, you guys do a great job of representing uh, the culture of Christ, uh, most importantly, um, but also the culture of the movement and the culture of College Street Victory Church. It's it's, it's authentic. Um, yeah, it is different, and we don't apologize for being oh, different. You know, yep. like we're we're mm-hmm. literally like we want to see people encounter Jesus. Mm-hmm. We want to see them come back, 
and we want to see them bring their friends with them. We want to see discipleship. Totally. We want to see signs and wonders. We want to see mm-hmm. all that, and we're seeing that. We're seeing miracle stories. All of this is being birthed out of the Word of God and the move of the Holy Spirit. So Something I like to say is we don't dabble in the Spirit. Ah, oh, I like that. We're Nothing. not dabbling. No dabbling. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. It's good stuff. Awesome. So, okay, let's get back to you now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I kind of started something, then we segued on to another <laughs> thing, but that's okay. All good. Tell us a little bit about Ethan. Who is Ethan? Mentioned before, you know, this 13-year-old that gets involved in the church, ends up playing on the worship team, uh, and then there's more to that story, ends up traveling once he graduates. Yeah. Part of a not only part of a church plant at a young age, but you were also part of a church transition. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, what was that like? And, and you know, like, I, I don't know how much you want to share, you know, for the listeners, even your your background, like the home, you grew up, your parents are amazing. Mm-hmm. Your whole family's amazing. We love them. Uh, but tell us a little bit about that, just a snapshot of your background, you know, even before coming into Victory, and what was that like? Um for such a you know person at a young age to all of a sudden be put in a position of such a great influence. Yeah, I mean, I guess it all started we I moved around a lot when I was a kid. And one place that was really home for me was um, a place in Alberta called Oak Tokes. Obviously, you pastored there for a while. And I remember I was a part of a dying church. Mm. It was a church that had their doors closed. It was 50 people on a good Sunday, and it was the same 50 people Mm. through the whole year. Mm -hmm. Like, And, you know, you have things like Christmas and Easter to bring people in, nothing. Mm -hmm. People, a stranger would come in and no one would talk to them. Mm. They would feel so ignored. And I wasn't interested in church. I sat in a corner pew and slept. Wow. I didn't want to, I didn't care about listening to the message. I didn't care what they had to say because I just, I didn't feel excited to be there. It felt, church felt like a chore. Mm, I know what that's like. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And then my mom was working at a field house. That's right. <laughs> and this... What's the field house for the listeners? A that... field house is just an indoor soccer facility for sports. It has basketball courts, all that kind of stuff. I had to ask your mom the same question when I walked in there. <laughs> it's a field house. What is this? Yeah. So, so a very handsome, bald man came in <laughs> looking to plant a church. And my mom was basically the person who let them have the facility when it started. And I remember you consistently inviting her. And yeah. she was kind of complaining, like, this yeah. guy keeps inviting me to the church, and we have a church. And I was like, well, let's go one time. So I think we did end up going once, and it was it was great. It was just, you know, it was in that small space. Yeah, just a few people gathering. Oh, yeah, That's and right. I think it felt a little... How was the worship team, though? Amazing. I don't remember. You don't no, remember? I was still unengaged. Okay. I think I felt... <laughs> <laughs> not not to consist, insult you. At it all. consists of Pastor Rudy on guitar, on lead yep. vocals, and that handsome bald guy you talked about on a cajon. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, we were a little confused when you, you got <laughs> when you started playing cajon. We're like, isn't that the the pastor? <laughs> Desperate times, man. And I think we 
not to say anything <laughs> rude, but it didn't seem exactly like what we were ready for. Because yeah. well, we actually, technically, we hadn't launched the church yet. We were nope. doing a gathering. We were meeting people in the community, um, mm. you know, that were coming together using their giftings, and we didn't. We weren't even established. Because, well, we can get in the story a little more, but we didn't even have a secure place to continue to meet to launch the church yeah. from. But it was a great starting place. And totally. uh, because of that is how the Smith family came in. So, yeah, back to that. Your mom was managing the space. Yeah, and then I think we only went a few weeks, and then we started going back to our church, and I was kind of bummed out about that. But I didn't say anything that time. And then we had heard that you guys had moved locations mm-hmm. to a bigger space. Oh, yeah. Classy. I think my parents were just claustrophobic, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we came into that new place. And I remember that exact Sunday because you guys covered Sharp Dressed Man. Mm, come on. And I remember just being like, this is the coolest church I've ever been in. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember... Me and my brother both going like, Mom, Dad, we want to go back to this church. Wow. And our, my parents were a little confused because like we never even wanted – like usually when Sunday came around, it was like, could we stay home? Mm. Like that's what it was like. Wow. So they were like pretty intrigued by this thing. And here's something I think I should tell the audience is that yeah. when we first met you, yeah, we thought you were fake. Oh, and we you feel thought, you got to tell the audience this. You no, because told me this. <laughs> I think this is great for you to know okay. is because we had experienced so many fake people in our church. Mm. And we started spending time with you and we're like, oh, my goodness, Aww. this guy is the least fake person I've ever met. Oh, thanks, man. So I just wanted to let you know that. I appreciate, I appreciate that. And to be honest, I guess to get into the main part of it of joining the worship team was I didn't want to join the worship team. Mm. My mom walked up to Pastor Rudy and went, hey, my son plays bass. Yeah. You should let him audition. And I was like, mom, are you serious? I, I don't even. You're embarrassing me. You're embarrassing <laughs> me. Yeah. And um, I remember the audition came up and I wasn't excited. I didn't want to do it. And I didn't practice. And really? I bombed. Oh. I, you know, this is all coming back to me now. Yeah, I yeah. did a I did a horrible job because I didn't yeah. care. Exactly, I was a moody teenager. Sure. And then I remember afterwards, Rudy kind of like was super nice to me, but kind of gave me a little bit mm-hmm. of that kind yeah. conviction. Yeah. yeah, here's what you can work on. Yeah, yeah. And I remember leaving and just feeling so bad. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, and to be honest, looking back at it now, I know I felt like I was disrespecting God. Because wow. I wasn't giving my all. Hmm. And then I was like, okay, when Sunday comes around, the Sunday that I'm going to play the first time, I'm yeah. going to learn these parts perfectly. I'm going to play them perfectly. I'm going to do the best job I've ever done. Wow. And I showed up there, and Rudy was impressed. So, yeah. And I think the rest wow. was history up till I was 17, I want to say. Yeah. So around the time I was 17 – was the time that the transition came around mm-hmm. where, well, I guess you should probably talk about that a little bit. Sure. The fun details, get the into the nice details. Fun details. Well, the great transition was that the church was doing really good. We were mm-hmm. reaching a lot of people. And, um, yeah, it just took a, it took a shift. There was, um, you know how life goes when you've got your plans and then God's got his plans. Mm-hmm. He just loves to mess with our method. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that season, we learned even more to trust in the Lord, um, to realize, well, number one, 
church is never ours. It's mm-hmm. always his. We're just stewards of totally. it. Um, but in doing so, there was an opportunity within, because this was a victory church that we planted, and then another opportunity came out to help another victory church out mm-hmm. in the West Coast, which is out here, uh, Chilliwack, British Columbia. Our local listeners understand, obviously, where this is, but our foreigner listeners, it's in the ballpark of Vancouver, British Columbia. Mm-hmm. So we're not, we're just over an hour outside of Vancouver, British Columbia on the coast. Um, but yeah, it turned into, uh, hey, can you come down and, and help us to, can you take over the church? So it was a big move, big mm-hmm. move for, for us as a family. I've got five kids and um, we didn't think we were going anywhere. Loved our church, loved our community, and the, to be honest, we were comfortable, and that should have been the clue. Oh, Usually yeah. when you get real comfortable and everything's going great, God calls you out of your comfort. He wants to challenge you, stretch you, and grow you, and if you are willing, uh, he want, he'll show you things that you've never seen before. He'll do things with you that you've never done before, and he'll bless you like you've never been blessed before. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that's a snapshot in that, but in doing so... Um, we had to communicate with our leadership and we were already raising up leaders. That's just our culture to take over. And in that transition, it happened pretty quick. Um, but a lot of people started saying to us, we feel called to go West with you as well and mm-hmm. help you with this thing. And you were one of those that was on your heart, but you were still in school. Correct? No, I can tell you the exact story okay. that happened. You tell me how it went down. Uh, so we used to hold worship practice in Pastor Rudy's basement. That's right. And I remember the week that you guys announced that you guys were leaving. And I think my whole family was there except my brother. And I think we were practicing and we got halfway through and you're like, okay, I think we have to announce something to us. (laughs) And like, we're leaving. And it was like, oh no, like, what is Rudy going to do? And then Rudy looks over and he's like, we're leaving too. (laughs) And then Darcy looks over, our drummer, and goes... Well, I'm going too. And you all looked at me. And honestly, in that exact moment, it was weird because it it felt like maybe I should go. But I understood the... Someone needed to stay. Someone needed to stay. We couldn't all go. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, it was also a bit of just um, outside of church, my education. Mm -hmm. I knew that it's not good for someone to leave high school halfway through. Like to switch high schools is never good for someone. And... I was getting a really good education, and I wanted to complete that. And honestly, the the sad part is that after you guys left, I felt like I just totally fell off. Hmm. Like my walk with Christ just went a different direction, and I think it was because I wasn't surrounding myself with the right kind of leaders. Because hmm. honestly, every person that I looked up to left. Hmm. And I was kind of wandering around of who to look up to, and I ended up looking up to the wrong people. Hmm. And they led me down a path where, honestly, I was doing immensely immature things. And then I think it came to a standpoint where I was sitting on this, like, trampoline one night with one of my friends. And we're just talking about revelations, Hmm. like, just what it'll look like. And I remember them saying something like, the people who don't have their heart in Christ will get left behind. Hmm. And the people who have their mind in it will be left behind. So... Hmm. I remember just being like, okay, I need to give my heart to this. Because I had already submitted my life, but I hadn't submitted yeah. my heart. Ooh, that's good. My that's mind good. my mind was in it, but my heart wasn't in it. Yeah. And I realized that there had to be a, a level of love that I had to give. Because mm-hmm. I felt like I believed in God, but I didn't love God. Mm-hmm. And maybe a part of me didn't feel like he loved me at that mm-hmm. time. 
And honestly, in that moment, I think I realized who God was to me personally. And it Mm. was someone that I wanted to give everything I had to. Wow. Well, then let's let's go there. When did the shift, when did the risk really take place that you're like, hey, I'm going to leave house and home because you were the first in your family to mm-hmm. come up here. And, and, you know, like, and how did that transpire? How did you go from, you know, living at home with your parents, you're fresh out of high school, correct? And at what mm-hmm. point did you decide this is what I need to do and like, without getting into all the details, like you, you just, you kind of just jumped all in. Luckily you had family down here being us. You had mm-hmm. friends down here. You had connections down here. Yeah. So, and we like, you know, we were just like, oh yeah, thank you, Jesus. This is going to be awesome. Like, mm-hmm. come on, let's give it a go. What's the worst thing that could happen? <laughs> that was, worst yeah. case, you can always go back home, you know, if it doesn't work out for you, but why not come give it a go? Well, honestly, God lined everything up so perfectly. Mm-hmm. And... I think the first thing I need to bring up was that I was planning on going to university to become a teacher, mm-hmm. music teacher, and I had already gotten accepted. And I remember one day sitting in class and just going, I'm in the wrong place. I'm mm-hmm. going the wrong direction. Like, you know how they talk about it's a narrow road? Yeah. I didn't feel like I was even close to that narrow road. Wow. And I had already decided that I wanted to give my heart to God, but it's wow. like there can be a heart adjustment, but Mm -hmm. you have to start moving into the narrow road. Yeah. Yeah. So basically I told my parents that I wanted to go and they were as supportive as they could be, but they were still very concerned because I'm moving out of my home for the first time. Yeah. And you're jumping provinces. Jumping provinces. I didn't have a job at the time. Nope. I remember just feeling such a heart pull Mm. that I was like, no, I can, I, I trust God in this moment. And so you're going to have to refresh my memory because I don't know all the conversations we had in that transition. I know what I normally ask people when they're going to make such a big move is, do you sense, like, do you believe in your heart that God is calling you? Is that something that you sensed, you know, or this is just, let's just give it a go kind of thing? Or it's like, no, I strongly sense that God is calling me. I was 100% sure of it. You know, that is, and that is huge because the reason I, I run that by as many people as I can, they're about to make a major life decision, move into something. Everything we do can and should be ministry. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying like, you're in the church, you're in ministry. I mean, you can be mechanic, you're in ministry, you're your mm-hmm. mom and a dad, you're in ministry, you know, like that's mm-hmm. your number one ministry is your family. But when you're making a major move like that, that was the best advice given to me when I stepped into full-time ministry is you got to know that you know that you know that you're called because mm-hmm. there's going to be days, especially if you're called, oh, you're yeah. going to want to throw in the towel. Mm-hmm. There's going to be days when you're like, you know, like, what am I doing here? And mm-hmm. the enemy's going to come at you when you're at your weakest. But if you know, you can always go back to, no, I know God called me for this. Mm-hmm. So until he makes it really clear and says otherwise, I know I'm called mm-hmm. to be here. And uh, it's cool to hear that from you because, um, yeah, what people don't see is the level of when you step into alignment, into God's calling on your life, 
the level of resistance that you Mm -hmm. will face from the enemy. I take that Um, as a good sign. Absolutely. And that shows maturity. If you can, if you can realize that maybe the reason that bad things are happening to you is because you're doing Mm -hmm. the right thing. Oh, it's not always because you're doing bad thing. It's because, because of the, the level of influence. Think about warriors. Think Mm -hmm. about, you know, just think about that song, for instance, if you weren't here, the part that you played, yeah, God could have and probably would have used somebody else, but mm-hmm. specifically had called you for such a time as this. Specifically, mm-hmm. when we come together, it's a collaboration. Yep. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of people involved that sometimes we, we may never even get credit, mm-hmm. but that's not why we do it, right? Mm-hmm. We do it because we're called. We want Christ to get the credit. That's ultimately why we mm-hmm. do it. And if, like Matthew 6.33 says, if we seek first the kingdom of God, then all the things that, that this world runs after, the needs, the things they worried about, worry about, everything mm-hmm. from food to clothing to shelter, all that, all those things will be added unto you, yep. you know? And he's able to do exceedingly above and beyond all that we can hope, imagine, or even dream of according to the power within us. Amen. But again, it must be in line uh, with his will and what he wants to do in our life. Once we mm-hmm. tap into that, yeah. it's not like, yo, God, I want you to fall in line with what I want to do in my life. No, I want to mm-hmm. step into what you want me to do. Yeah. And I saw you do that, and I see you doing that every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so proud of you, Ethan. Like oh, the you. level of your maturity, and I just love who God created you to be. <laughs> I love, I love, um, yeah, you're fun to be around. I love your creativity. Yeah, I love that you're not afraid to to stand out, to take risks, to try different stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can just see um, Jesus all in you, like coming out of you. The mm-hmm. way that you worship is so authentic, mm-hmm. you know, and um, yeah, I love what you bring to this family, to this team, and obviously to the kingdom. So, hey, that's great. That's a... That's a good little snapshot in, in coming in. And since coming in, we've got this this uh, this studio space, which we're sitting in. Um, this is like pretty much been your home away from home. You know, I can remember yeah. coming in here late at night, um, you know, and I'm coming in to turn off all the lights or whatever. And here's Ethan, you know, working on a song or, mm-hmm. or you know, doing producing the song and stuff in, in here. And it just warmed my heart to see that, that, you know, that mm-hmm. this is your home. You know, it's not just another space or place or just used at certain times of the week. Mm -hmm. This is, there's things that are coming out of this, this home Mm -hmm. uh, and you can see where your heart is, you know, and you make a big part of this family and this home, what it is because of your presence, because of what you bring Mm -hmm. to that and your family. So I I thank you for that. I really appreciate that. So um, we are running out of time on Mm -hmm. this episode. Uh, I do want to put you on the spot on this one. Sure. Um, You know, I always love to hear when people share their heart. You shared with me a little bit about how moving forward, you'd like to see how you can make an impact on the voice of victory Mm -hmm. that with it being in within music. Do you want to expand on that a little bit? Or what do you mean by that? Like victory having a voice with, uh, with music? I think, I think you hear about a lot of churches that are very music-based recently. Like you have Elevation, Bethel, mm-hmm. Hillsong. Great and churches. We love them. Just putting that plug in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? We gotta, yeah. we gotta lift up all of our brothers oh, and sisters in Christ. Yeah, come on. I like that you're listing them off. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Belonging. Call. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Upper room. <laughs> but I I never noticed one in victory churches. Mm, yeah. I I seen attempts, 
And I bet God's using those churches yeah. with their music just the and same. Unless you're here. listening in Asia, in Thailand. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's right. But yeah. not in Canada. Not in Canada. Not in Canada. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, or the United States, yeah, yes. the, the, but the North America, anyway. Through my research, honestly, and it Absolutely. it just it kind of showed that like musically, it felt like there was like a void almost, mm, and and specifically in Canada for worship teams, yeah, like in general. Come on, and I mean, America has had like a huge voice for a long time, but Canada always sem- seems second, mm, you know. Yeah. Like how, how do you think Justin Bieber feels sometimes? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, I I have realized that like if anyone's gonna do it, it's gonna be us. Wow. And I think one thing is always when uh, the best way I can think about it is when Peter asked God if I can walk on water. He was like, "Call, call me out. Call me out. I like and, that. Yeah. And I think. I asked God that a long time ago, and wow. obviously, as soon as He called me out, obviously I saw the waves coming. Yeah, but I felt like that walking on water thing was the songs He was giving us. Mm, Every so single good. song was just a step closer so to Him, and it just wow. felt like those songs came out of a place where we didn't even know. Yeah, and it's like, how are you going to not tell me that's not the Holy Spirit? Absolutely. And so, I think it's just time for the Fraser Valley to have a voice yeah, specifically in music. Yeah. And yeah. I already feel that College Street is making waves in the ministry standpoint. Yeah. And now we're prepping to make that in the music standpoint. Yeah. And in the movement, mm-hmm. in the victory movement. I totally feel it. I mm-hmm. totally feel it. There's been um, prophetic words mm-hmm. spoken over this over this church and it and the gates are gonna blow wide open. There's something shifting in the movement movement. And it's been prophesied. It's coming out of the West. It's coming mm-hmm. to the West Coast, and specifically, it's coming out of College Street. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited, Ethan. Mm-hmm. Um, man, more to come. Be sure to stay Definitely. tuned. What's that? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely, way more to come. Again, be sure to go on to uh, uh, to the website. Look up uh, www.wherepeoplematter.church. That's dot church. And uh, you can click on the College Street Worship link. Uh, the songs are all there available. You can search it on YouTube and, again, on all the platforms there. Um, but, yeah, stay tuned because God's doing something really great. And let me remind you that for those of you that are listening, that you all have a voice. Mm-hmm. Be the voice of victory in the valley. Mm-hmm.